Serial Part 10. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosened the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. The battle hymn of the Republic. My beautiful wife, if you're reading this letter, it means that I am dead or lost helplessly in time. But I am definitely not coming back to you in this life. We will find each other in the next. We will live there forever in a perfect world. A world without patio furniture that reappears many years after its supposed theft. This is my solemn oath to you. Cheshire Vinoy. Silence. Cheshire heard nothing. Time stood still. His cousin Frankie stood there in the living room of his trailer. With Cheshire's beautiful wife in his clutches with a knife drawn in her throat. Frankie's lips moved but nothing came out. Cheshire heard the rush of blood in his ears and the rhythmic beating of his heart. A vein in his forehead throbbed and he could feel every bead of sweat that ran down his newly restored face. Cheshire was now a young man, no more than 23 or 24 years old. Cheshire made eye contact with his wife. There's recognition in her eyes. She knows who he is, and she is terrified. If Cheshire were to read her thoughts, he'd know that she thinks that she is already dead, murdered at the hands of her husband's formerly dead cousin, and this is what is awaiting her in the afterlife. A moment frozen in time. A hell where she has to die at her murderer's hands over and over again, and watching her husband age as he can do nothing to stop it. She just wants it all to end. Cheshire's mind races as he assesses the situation. He still only hears the beat of his heart as the blood rushes through his veins. Cheshire closes his eyes and listens to the beating of his heart. The more Cheshire concentrates, the slower it beats. Am I dying, Cheshire thought? Cheshire opened his eyes. His wife is gone. Frankie's gone. The younger version of Frankie who followed him from the past is also gone. Cheshire is in total darkness. Hello? Cheshire's words reverberate through the darkness. Wherever he's at, it's huge. The echo of hello persists as Cheshire asks, Is anyone there? The words run across each other. It's like, hell is there, 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 hell is there. This is hell, Cheshire heard in a voice, not of his own. It was Frankie. This is hell and you're living in it. You've been in hell this whole time. We've all been dead for thousands of years now. This is your hell, cousin, for setting me on this path. This is your hell and you deserve it. And it's all going to start over again. And you're going to live through this for the rest of time. That can't be true, Cheshire yelled. But somehow he knew that it was. This can't be true. This can't be true. Can't be true. Can't be true. 
can be true. Can be true. Can be true. Cheshire closed his eyes and began to cry. Dear God, please don't let this be real. Please make everything right. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'll do anything. I repent. I'm sorry. I'm an old-time sinner, and if you give me this one chance, I'll repent. Please, dear Lord, please save me. Cheshire opened his eyes. He was in his kitchen, sitting at the kitchen table. In front of him was a bowl of cereal. He looked around. Everything was in its place. He looked out the window. His dogs were out there like nothing had happened. He picked up his phone and took a selfie even, and he was the right age. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this chance, he said. I will not fail you, I promise. Re-energized and thankful, Cheshire took a bite of cereal, and he spit it out. It was grape nuts. He was still in hell. Cheshire screamed. He screamed at the top of his lungs. He screamed, and he thought that scream would last forever. And he fell to tugging at his chest. I'm having a heart attack, he thought. I'm having a heart attack. I'm dead and I'm in hell and I'm having a heart attack. The tugging continued and he heard a voice in his skull and he couldn't make out what it said. But it was like he was being pulled away, pulled away from this place. And he didn't know what that meant. And all of a sudden he shot up in the darkness. There was sweat on his brow. And he looked around and he couldn't make out a thing and Dear Lord in heaven, he said, please, please forgive me. The hand that was on his chest was now on his shoulder. And he could tell that it was his wife. You've been having an awful dream, she said. What's wrong? A dream. You fell asleep watching Blue Blood, she said. You were so tired, you didn't even listen to the Happy Daily. You spent all yesterday with your cousin Frankie going through Major Storage Shed. I can't believe it's taken you all these years to do that. What was it again that y'all found that you're so excited about? Some patio furniture that you thought was lost? Patio furniture? Cheshire had a confused look on his face that slowly turned to a smile. He was out in his daddy's storage shed yesterday with his cousin Frankie, who's very much alive. Frankie never got into drugs. It was a dream. It was all a dream. What time is it? Cheshire asked. It's 6.30. It's just about time for you to get up. I'd already made you a bowl of cereal. It's sitting for you in there at the table, she said. Cheshire shot out of bed and in his PJs he went and he sat down. This was going to be the best bowl of cereal of his life. Thank God all of that was a dream. Thank God. Cheshire took his spoon and he just dug right into that bowl of cereal. And he took a bite. It was grape nuts. The end.